Happy Thursday. Uh, it is a wonderful day. I started talking without my mic on, so I apologize for the lull there for a moment. And then I realized, hey, wait a minute, that light's blinking. Why is that loud? Oh, nobody can hear me. So uh, this is Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. It is Thursday, November 5th. We still don't know who the next president will be. They are counting down two days post-election. Uh, and we may not know for another week. The There are uh, a few of the states that are counting are required by law to accept ballots that are postmarked on the 3rd, even if they don't arrive up until, I think, the 9th. And so um, odds of that being a large number are very, very slim. Most of the ballots you know, will be delivered in the mail within a day or two. So those ballots are still coming in and they are still counting. And if it's a very close call, which about four states are, um, you know, those things are worth or not worth. They, they you know, it can, they can make a difference. They're all, all worth something. Every vote is worth a vote. So, um, you know, let's hope that that, uh, you know, all the votes get counted and that the right persons win, whether it be at the national, state or local level. Um, it's been an interesting election. It, it, it appears that that right now Joe Biden has the upper hand nationally. Um, but a lot of state elections that people uh, that a lot of the news people have been predicting would be following on Joe Biden's coattails haven't. And in fact, it appears that the Republicans have picked up uh, House of Representative seats and will hold the Senate. Um, they won't gain a majority in the House of Representatives, but they've picked up seats, which means that they've weakened the majority of the that the Democrats have held for a while. It's just an interesting election. Very interesting to see what's going on and how things are shaking out. Um, you know, you think that maybe uh, voters say, you know, we, we really don't want the president and the and and all of the uh, Congress to be of the same party. We really prefer there to be some roadblocks. And as much as we don't like listening to all the infighting, we prefer that to them all getting along together and then pushing through a bunch of laws that that change the way our life is lived, you know? It's like we don't really want either side to have full power. So um, yay us, America. I call this a win, right? So uh, I guess if you're strongly political, then, you know, you're probably not happy either way. But um, as uh, there's some, if both sides are saying things aren't right and both sides are saying uh, we won something, then you kind of go, okay, it, it worked. Democracy does its thing again. Bum, bum, bum. Um, you know, I mean, time will tell, right? But historically, um, uh, we have not allowed one party to own the House and the, the Senate and the presidency for long periods of time. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, definitely living in interesting times, for sure, for sure. Uh but, you know, you can go to any of your news agencies. You can go to, to Fox or CBS or ABC or CNN. You can go to uh, 270towin.com. I mean, there's just lots and lots of uh, places where you can go and track. And uh, most of them are saying Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia are at this point leaning towards Trump, although it's close. Uh, Arizona's uh, leaning towards Biden, although it's close. I think Fox has actually called Arizona fairly early for Biden, but... Um, but most of the other outlets have said, no, that one's still hanging out there. Alaska's hanging out there, although that one's leaning towards Trump. Um, that's not a lot of votes. It's only three. But uh, it's hard to, you know, you go, well, how many people are in Alaska? It's not can't be. How hard is it to count? Well, they're all over the place. You've got to get in votes from from the wee corners of the state. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's a big place, big place. So you got to get everything in. And then lastly, Nevada. Uh, and last time I looked, Nevada was only a few thousand votes apart. Um, I mean, that was probably the closest race of all. That was only about, uh, well, right now it's showing less than 8,000 votes separate the two of them. And so, um, yeah, we'll see. And that's it. Right now, according to uh, 270towin.com, there are uh, less than 8,000 votes separating them and 87.2% of the votes in. They've counted uh, uh, 1,192,000, so about 1.2 million um, votes. Uh, but there's still some more to count. And as they count, things may change. So you never know. Here's the area. Let's talk about something other than politics, but not. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Todd. I was just kind of going oh. over some of the, uh, the you know, states that are still outstanding and, and waiting for votes to come in. Um, I think the closest one right now is still Nevada, where there are less than 8,000 votes separate the two. And according to uh, uh, 270towin.com, 87.2% uh, have been counted thus far. So that one can still go either way very easily. Um, you know. I th- yes, I think Georgia, um, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina are going to go for Trump. And, it's kind of leaning um, that way. And, you know, and then yeah. Arizona, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, if those three go for Trump... And uh, and he gets Alaska, the three votes in Alaska. He's three votes away. So if he can pull off uh, Nevada, then he he can still be president. You know, it's not over yet. It's very interesting. Yes, it's yeah. just it, very yeah, it interesting. Me, like I said, the West Wing, that that mm-hmm. episode that at the end with, of the Santos pres. I think it was the last episode or mm-hmm. second to last episode. I think it was second to last um, of the whole series. They uh, it came down to Nevada. Yeah, and everybody was just kind of blown away. It didn't come down to the traditional like what you'd expect states. It came down to Nevada and their three electoral college votes. Yep, yep. And here we are, life imitating art. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I I just I hope that whoever now if it's Biden, you know maybe he'll do this. If it's Trump or I don't know, he may not. Um, that everybody tamps down their language. That yeah. they say enough. We're not going to, I, I can't handle four more years of everybody stressed out up to 11. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Regardless of their politics, I think just the personalities involved, I think that Biden, uh, should Biden win, that's going to be one of the first things he tries to do is, you know, say, I, you know, I, whether you voted for me or not, I'm president of all America. And he's going to try to at least have the language of conciliation. Trump won't. He, he'll, he'll say, you know, they tried to steal yeah, it from us, but we, we pulled it out because, you know, we're we're yeah. for truth and right. And everybody loves me and I always win. So, you know, I mean, that's how he that's that's his language. You know, I mean, said that last time that if things were rigged, dude, you won. Yeah. <laughs> you won. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's what it is. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like, okay. That's just that's just who he is. Yeah, yeah exactly. True. And so, you know, don't don't expect him to. uh you know, change his colors suddenly because, you know, he's now in his in his uh, final term, you know, unless, of course, you know, I'm sure I I, how, I would bet money. OK, so say Trump wins. I will bet you uh, I'll bet you one dollar that somewhere in the next four years he will start a narrative just dropping it out there, hinting, saying, well, you know, I mean, if people really, really, you know, want, 
you know, I, I am the greatest president there's ever been. And, you know, if, if people want it, I mean, we, we, you know, we could, we could do away with term limits. I mean, term limits aren't that great of a thing anyway, you know, and term limits are, you know, I mean, it's, you know, they weren't always there. When we started this country, they didn't have them. And, you know, I'm an, I believe in originalist, you know, and I could just see that, that whole line of thinking he would start that conversation. The Constitution, though. Yes, no, I understand it. Two terms. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't there. It was it was an amendment that was added later. So, you know, I yes, can, you know, you can put an amendment, you know, just like prohibition was an amendment, then they amended the amendment, you know. <laughs> so, I could see him starting that conversation. I and I just I just don't believe his ego would allow him to not have that conversation. He'll he'll yeah. drop it. Whether how serious he would be or not, you know, but he he would float that balloon and see if there's any any way to bite into it, you know. It, it doesn't play to his strength, though. He has a tendency to say something incredibly outrageous, knowing that what he wants is like a lesser version of that. But he says the incredibly outrageous yes, he so that when he, so that when he gets the the lesser version of that, he counts that as a win, right? Because you know, I I, I want six of these, but I'm going to tell people that I want six hundred of these, and they're going to go, "Oh my gosh, why would he want six hundred of these?" And he goes, "Well, I'll settle for six, you know." And you know, had he just come yes. in and said six, everybody would have argued and and you know, dickered with him to get it down to three. But he wanted six, so he so he goes. That's just a you know a, a a method that he uses that's real obvious, but it doesn't seem like people pick up on it a lot. Um, you know, right. they they get all, all bent out of shape when he when he bloviates like that, and it's clearly just a a negotiating technique for him to get what he wants. Um, yes, it's tough to do that when. When you, you know, how do you, how do you sound like you're even crazier, you know, or even, how do you sound bigger than I want to change the constitution so I can have another term, <laughs> you know, that one's tough to use that technique, but he's got other techniques in his bag of tricks. He's, um, he's actually very interesting in that respect. It's funny. Um, he's not always the, uh, he, he's an acquired taste, but the guy who does, um, Dilbert, Scott Adams has yes. broken down a lot of, of Trump's techniques and he's very admirable of them. He, he says, you know, he's a master of these manipulation techniques that he uses to get, get what he wants to get people on his side. Um, and, uh, and so if you, he has a podcast and he's, he's, he's done some writing about it. You can go look at his, his uh, blog and stuff. Um, but early on in 20 late in 2015 before the 2016 election he started pointing out some of these things that trump was doing and he said yeah trump's gonna win uh it's just it's it, you know he said it's it's he's too good at this this you know talking in public and and using different techniques to convince people that they should do what he wants them to and uh and he explained why and exactly what he was doing and i thought it was very interesting to see that it is very interesting yeah, I, I I wonder though if Trump does win, um, I will. I think the left will lose its mind. And so oh, yeah. What will that look like? Because they they were. I mean, essentially, they were um, in a protracted tantrum all the way through to, you know, the, the end of the impeachment um, uh, impeachment hearings. You know that they lost. And so I, yeah. um, I, I honestly think that that that's what we're. That, and, and then of course then we're in election season. But you know Trump orange man bad and, and with with the the media and obviously with the democrats has been the narrative the drum that that trump is evil and his followers are evil and you know like has been that all four years and so yeah you know four more years of that is god i, right. I think that i don't know that I, that we could we could handle that 
Right. Well, and and I think too that that even if Biden wins, they're going to have a heyday going, you know, ranting on about how how you know the Senate is evil and corrupt because the them the, and and you know and and I can't even imagine what the narrative is going to be about like well and we lost you know seats in the House how do how do they how are they how are they going yes. to go through that and state houses there were there were laws yeah. in, in um in, in state houses as well governors the governorships in a couple of states flipped yeah and so yeah and and I have seen there are lots of people on my. I have I have a pretty broad Facebook following and like meet lots of different kinds of people. Yeah, and me too. People are saying, "Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, you too are art." <laughs> um, people are saying, you know, if you follow Trump, then you're you're evil and you're, you know, I'm not I'm I don't have any tolerance for evil people. And it's like, really, is it? You really believe that fifty percent? Because that's really where we are. Fifty yeah. percent of the country just hates everybody who's not white. And yeah, is either evil or duped, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, half the country is either evil or stupid. That's basically the the, yes. the line. Yeah, that's the narrative. Yes, mm-hmm. insane, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, whatever happened from, to you know, you know two reasonable adults can disagree? Whatever happened to that? Right. Well, and if I see you know twenty somethings with that attitude. It really irritates me because they don't have enough life experience to have any perspective. Clearly, yeah. they've lived in an echo chamber because they've never met anybody who doesn't think like them. Yeah, well, they just came yeah. off of college campuses where basically everybody thinks like them. So, because they yes. were programmed there. <laughs> yes, they were. Yeah, which is it, which is a it, it, it's a joke. I mean, a little bit, but I mean, I, I'm half. It's a half truth because there are there are obviously. Uh, conservative people who come out of college campuses who 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 don't agree with the liberal agenda that is, you know, generally propagated on college campuses. So, I, I have to say that you know Dennis Prager calls uh-huh. our university system leftist seminaries. Uh huh. And I think there's some truth in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are a lot of people who, like you said, like like we were saying, go you know go in not having a political flow one way or the other um, or sometimes even leaning one way or the other and come out, you know, largely uh, thinking very liberal and leftist and, uh, you know, and as they grow up, a lot of them, and this is, you know, I know it's a, it's a cliche, but it's a cliche because there's a grain of truth to it that over time, as you get older, you tend to switch to more conservative views in lots of things. Um, and and yes. so there is that, that, that way of breaking down and it's, it doesn't hold all the time. I mean, there are certainly, you know, uh, old liberals and, and young conservatives, um, you know, but, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's just interesting, you know, it is interesting. And, and sometimes you know, all that talk about food. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, I just say we didn't even do that for all our food talk earlier. Did we, uh, now you're no, hungry. Now I'm really hungry. Yeah, it does that to you. The talk, you know, all the talk. You're talking about the food, and, and then you get really, really hungry. Exactly. As long as you don't get hangry. Exactly. <laughs> I, I am not hangry yet. I'm not hangry. Yeah, that comes later. <laughs> if you don't get the food, if you don't get the food, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Some, and it's funny how some days you, you know, I mean, we we were on fairly early, so I don't know about you. I generally have a cup of coffee with the show. 
and with the radio show. And uh, but I, you know, I haven't eaten. I, I have breakfast afterwards, and so um, yeah, I don't just eat sort before, of, the sh- before the show either. Yeah, you know, gives us our edge. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, yeah, and so yeah, by the time I get off the air, sometimes, especially on Mondays, because I do that, and then I do our podcast, and then I do a podcast, uh, you know, Generation Tech with my dad. And so by the time I've done the three, the you know, three hours plus a little gap in between, it's three and a half hours, sort of. Yeah, I'm usually pretty hungry by then on Mondays, but uh, the rest of the time I'm I'm used to my routine. But uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah, and I ate the last the last of the good breakfast food yesterday, so to, I don't even know what I'm going to have oh. this morning. I have to don't go you in hate and, that? Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I have I, I I I have a my favorite breakfast food. I make country. Oh, my cat's not hopping in my lap. I'm sitting kitty, in my kitty. car in my driveway. I open the door and Pharaoh just jumped in my lap. Hi, Pharaoh. Right there. He's my buddy. <laughs> so for those of you all who don't know what my cat looks like, he is all black. Yeah. He's a black cat. I can't sit down in your house without Pharaoh plopping down on me and saying, hello, give me some love, please. But not too much because I'll swat at you, but just some love. <laughs> yes. I want uh, I want your attention so, on my terms and by my rules. Yeah, he's that, a cat. That's a cat. <laughs> Whereas the dog is like, so, um, love me, 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 squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's perfect. So, my my um, my favorite breakfast. I make country potatoes, and of course it has onion and bell pepper in it, and. Um, and then I add a can of kidney beans because I need some protein, and that is delicious. And I pour some chagula all over it. I might make that for breakfast. Yeah, now you're really getting me <laughs> hungry. Yummy. You're ruining it for me now. I said I li- I'm used to my routine, and now I'm sitting here. My tummy, my stomach's going. <laughs> thinking exactly. about it. Exactly. Thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. See what I got in the cupboard. So I, I on on more than one occasion will go in and just eat like leftovers from dinner or something for breakfast. You know, if there's, but we don't have yes. much as far as leftovers right now either. We gotta, you know, I don't know about you, but what we tend to on the weekends, uh, my wife and I will usually each cook a larger meal on the weekends, and so one of us will cook Saturday, one of us will cook Sunday, and with the intention of we'll eat maybe two more times off that each of those meals, which will get us through like Thursday. Right. So we get if we get two, three meals out of each meal. Right. So we get one on Saturday, one on Sunday, and then we intersperse them through the week so that we can alternate back and forth. And, you know, by Friday, we're out. Well, this weekend we didn't do that. Only one meal was cooked. And so. So, yeah, we're out of food now. I mean, not out of food, but, you know, out of like leftovers that we can go pop in the microwave and eat real quick and easy. So I can't do that yet either. It's like, man. And I don't know that I've so, got any potatoes. Know, most, um, <laughs> I need to go to the grocery store. Well, yes. Most Americans like sweet food for breakfast. It's like uh-huh. dessert first thing in the morning. And, and I have never been that person. I don't I don't want, you know, uh, uh, pancakes with 10 pounds of syrup on them. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, I like I like something savory, something spicy uh-huh. in the morning. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, I, I'm, I like. I'm not going to turn away a good waffle. Uh, or a pancake, but it's, yeah, it's on left to my own devices. Uh, well, I don't know. You know, I, I can kind of do anything. Like I said, I've kind of even gotten in the habit of just going and grabbing, you know, 
leftovers from the previous day if we've got some kind of soup or something it doesn't matter to me you know yep. what it is it doesn't just, matter I'm, to I'm, me yeah. i'm fine with that um but i'm also fine with and i know as a vegan you don't do it but i'll you know i'll fry up some eggs and and you know when we buy bacon we generally cook it all and then stick it in the fridge and then you just reheat the pieces you know a couple pieces as you eat through that um uh which we did that on the weekend and that's gone now too. So it's like, <laughs> I have to go to the grocery store, but you know, I, I, I really need to eat. I need to eat, get breakfast somewhere. Even if I end up doing it through a drive-thru or something, I need to get breakfast before I go to the grocery store. Cause me in a store hungry is a really bad idea. That's I will come home. Idea. Yeah. I will come home with more. That looks good. That looks good. Ideas. My brain just goes into this <laughs> weird place where it's like, you know, I could eat that. I, I could eat that right now. That would be good. You know, and, and I come home with bags and boxes and cans and it's like, and I get home and I look at it and go, I don't know. None of this is actually like in, in search of a meal. It's just, yes. you know, like open and eat type of stuff, you know, boxes of crackers and things like that. And it's like, that's not good. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. Not a good idea. I will have to eat before I so, go to the grocery you know store. Who has, speaking of fast food, you know who has really good, now I can't eat it anymore because of my diet, but um, uh, has really good uh, breakfasts is Farmer Boys. They make a breakfast bur- mm-hmm. burrito that is absolutely to die for. Yeah, it's 1,100 calories, yeah. but oh my gosh, is it good. They make a really good farmer's omelet as well. I have been to Farmer Boys for breakfast many a time. Something that we really liked that they no longer have on their menu, though, is they used to have these breakfast bowls where they would have, like, hash browns in the bottom, and then they would put in some eggs and some sometimes some white gravy and, you know, bits of, like, a piece of fried chicken, or you could get it with sausage. They don't make the bowls anymore. Yum. And they were delicious. And so, um, you know, and, and I, I punish restaurants. If they drop something off their menu that I like, I don't go back for a while. <laughs> and so, They're um, fine. yeah, take my money and go somewhere else. And, and I absolutely do that, which is, I, you know, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. So I haven't been back to farmer boys in a while because they don't have what I like on their menu anymore. And when I go back, it, who knows, it may have been put back on, but I won't know that for a while. Cause I haven't been back. I think I've been back once since they dropped the bowls, the breakfast bowls. I've never you know. had one of those. I've only ever had their burrito. Uh-huh. And it was delicious. It, I mean, really good. It had it had hash browns in it or potatoes. It had um, some sort of meat and then egg mm-hmm. and cheese and uh, pico de gallo, if I remember correctly. It was delicious. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to try their burrito. I'll give them another chance. Eventually, I'll do that. <laughs> I, d- I did that with um, there was a bowl a dish I used to love at. Um, uh, macaroni grill as well and then they dropped it on their menu and for a while you could order off menu and they would still make it but then they quit doing that and so then I found something else I liked and and um, after about a year they then quit making that on the menu and I just said fine forget it I'm not going there anymore <laughs> I just so I don't go to well, macaroni grill now if I want Italian I go somewhere else and and I just don't go to yeah it's like doggone it you guys um, although I got to say, I always liked it because it was funny. Um, if they found out my last name or sometimes I would give them the, my card to pay and almost invariably I would get like a manager coming over and asking how the meal was, uh, because our last name <laughs> happens to be the same name as the family that, uh, that, that owns Brinker international restaurants. And so, you know, if, if a Brinker comes into one of those restaurants, which would be, you know, a, um, a Chili's or a macaroni grill 
and you know, and you go to pay, then you, know, you give the pay the card to your server, and then suddenly the manager comes walking back over with the card, you know, saying thanks for coming in. How did you like the meal? You know, <laughs> you know, like as if we had any any actual pull or anything. But uh, but it has happened on multiple occasions, and I and I like that. I like the special treatment. <laughs> you know what? I like it too. It has happened to us for the same reason. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's kind of nice. It's like, we're not those brinkers, but we'll take you being nice to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's not like they're giving you any like free food or anything. They just, they just, they want to know that you had a good time. <laughs> it's like, okay, yes, I did. I did. But they should do that to everybody once in a while. You know what? Managers should bring the, the, the check back out for some people and just say, you know, how was your server? How was your, how was your experience here tonight? Managers should do that. Not only when they think it's, you know, somebody connected to the corporate hierarchy. Yes. Huh, now that we're all really hungry. <laughs> yeah, let's talk some food. Some more. Mm. You know, we were earlier, we were talking about Foo Fighters. And they apparently yes. have a new album that they finished back in February. They were just putting the final touches on it. And then they decided because of COVID that they're not going to release it right now. I think that's a mistake. I think they should just Why? like wrap it up and put it out. People need something, you know, they'd be excited to, to have some new music to listen to. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, but apparently the they just, I, I have music on all day long while I'm working and I know yeah. a lot of people do that. Yeah. On May 11th, the band announced that they were delaying the records release indefinitely because of the ongoing COVID-19 panic or, or pandemic, not panic. Uh, although there hasn't been some panicking. Uh, well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he said on, on February 13th, uh, Dave Grohl announced the new album was complete and would be out in time for the band's 25th anniversary. And then on May 11th, they said that they were going to postpone it. And I don't understand that. I really yeah, don't. Yeah, I don't understand that either. You know, unless it's all songs about, like, you know, being outside, enjoying the great outdoors. or Well, I guess that would work today, you know, or being locked up. Or maybe they're sad songs about, you know, massive deaths and, and, uh, and, and pandemic. They wrote songs yeah. about a pandemic. Yeah, and then it's like, whoops, well, that was not very timely. <laughs> you know, honestly, if they did that, I think they would can that song and <laughs> put something else on the album. Right. Can you imagine? It's like you're getting right. ready to release an album no. and you had this dark album written about, like, you know, the plague or something. And it's like, yeah, maybe not right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think not. I think not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I certainly, you know, I, I like discovering new music. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Spotify uh, is the, is my preferred um, uh, software that I use for listening. And I like that they suggest songs. Well, I guess all of them do that, all of uh -huh. the, the streaming. So I have this monster list that's got like 20 hours of music on it. Yeah. And I'm constantly pruning it and adding to it. So like I get sick of one song, I'll pull in another and, you know, based on the suggestions and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love kind of curating that list and, you know, I, I, there, I've got a couple of followers on it. I, you know, I've sent it to family and stuff, but, um, you know, I, I, then I create essentially a radio station that I want to listen to. Right. With no commercials. With it's no like commercials. a podcast. It's like a podcast <laughs> with music. Yeah. I, I listen yes. to, I listen to Spotify as well. Although, um, uh, because of its integration to other things, I actually started using Apple Music more, and I have subscriptions to each of them. Most of my family uses Spotify, so if 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 I have, one of my daughters wants to share something that she's listened to, she sends me a link to a Spotify thing, and I listen to it that way. But um, I was early on; Apple Music was really bad. It didn't operate; it didn't function very well. It has gotten much much better, and the two of them are basically on par with each other. Um, but 
I'm surprised that Apple hasn't hasn't um, created a method to import your Spotify lists, and Spotify hasn't created a method to import your Apple lists. So that you know, I mean, I can understand that Apple wouldn't want to make it easy to get stuff out of Apple, but Spotify would like to make it easy to switch to Spotify and vice versa, right? So, um, right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but all of them, you can share a link and say, here's a song. What do you think? And share that with somebody, which yeah. every once in a while I do. If there's something that's new or different, or I think one of them would like it. So have you ever listened yeah, to any of I, Ta- I think- Taylor Hawkins, um, a solo stuff? No. He's, he's done two albums. Uh, his band is called the Coattail Riders, which is sort of a tongue-in-cheek thing about the fact that the only reason that anybody knows, uh, you know, would go looking for him is because he's riding on the coattails of the Foo Fighters. Um, and it's actually pretty interesting. But that's that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders, uh, and, and they're pretty good. I actually enjoyed uh, uh, some of it's a little um, like one-dimensional, like it's not as you know. He's not as experienced as a songwriter as as Dave Grohl is, but uh, he's a pretty good singer. He sings on some songs with the uh, with the Foo Fighters, and uh, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. There's like I said, two albums to pick through. So nice, nice. Yeah. Now I have been I like that my new discovery. Well, um, I really like Mandarin Orange, mm-hmm. and I really like. Um, which is from South it's from the I happen to like music from the Carolinas a lot like yeah. I'll find an indie artist or a folk artist and the ones that I really like are, are often from the Carolinas or Tennessee um, so uh, man, Mandarin uh, I'm sorry Mandolin not Mandarin Mandolin Orange okay that um, makes more sense as a uh, Mandarin Orange I, I, I'm not familiar with <laughs> Mandolin sorry sorry yes Mandolin the, the um, um, stringed instrument Mandolin instrument. Yes, Mandolin R.E.M. Orange. for all you '80s pop people. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I've been, there's like Milk Carton Kids. I've recently dis- discovered them. Interesting. And they're from Los Angeles, um, and it's a duo, and they're really good too. Lots of harmonies and acoustics, um, guitars, and I like it. Milk Carton Kids. <laughs> looking them up milk, of course. Kids. milk bar is the first thing that pops up in my uh, uh my family is big fans of uh the lady who runs the restaurants the the bakery is called milk bar and so uh that's a common conversation in our house i have two incredible bakers in the family and i say that knowing that i i think i put on two pounds just thinking about what they cook uh <laughs> so i, I uh-huh. so they're a duo milk carton kids interesting um, the um, uh, I honestly think that your younger daughter will end up opening a chain of bakeries. She's very talented, and I could totally see her doing that. Yeah, she is, as she kind of In figures out her way and where she's going. But yeah, she's she does. Yeah, I I was recently visiting with her, and the the um, level that she's now working at is just a step above what she had been doing before and and it's 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 impressive i mean not only in in the the quality of the decoration and the the construction of her baked goods and i in this case i'm specifically talking about cakes and breads um but also the um just the tastes were amazing her her flavor profiles and her choices of things are things that are like huh that's interesting why would you put that together and then you taste it you go like oh eh, that's yeah. why <laughs> yeah okay i get it 
interesting you know and uh yeah i yeah i i she's gonna i mean she's gonna be doing it professionally i mean she has done it professionally she will be doing it professionally of her own design she's worked for other people um you know i'm sure not in the not too distant future yeah she's the kind of baker that you can charge a thousand dollars for a wedding cake yeah so you know she's uh she's that good yeah yep is good stuff from what i understand that that beautiful cake she made for uh your father's birthday was divine it was heavenly yeah yeah i uh I had to taste it twice just to make sure it wasn't in my imagination. <laughs> yep, yes, and there I'm goes sure. another five tell pounds I just put on. This is terrible. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you, yeah. This is where you tell everybody, this is terrible. You don't want an excuse me while I take it away. Yeah, yeah, let's get this out of here because uh, you, you should be embarrassed to serve that to people. You know, I've been doing that for years, though. I mean, my wife's a pretty good baker on her own. And, and between the two of them, I've been sort of like, you know, playing that trick for lots of years. They're on to me now. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they, because I'm always the one. It's like, well, here, taste this. What do you think? And I'm like, you know, they they have to like give me a real close look. Is like, all right, is he going to try to pull a fast one here? Is he really like it, or is he just saying that because he you know, just doesn't want to talk about it right now? And it's like, no. Let me tell you, I never just say it's good. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, I will. T- I tell them. It's like, eh, you know, and that is so rare these days. If I run across anything that they, that that that, that uh, uh, my wife or daughter bake and you know and to be honest my other daughter's not bad at it either i mean it's 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 scary to be in this household when they're all here um of course the girls are out of the house but i mean you know they they don't live with us anymore but but boy when they're when they are here uh last holiday that they were all here it was dangerous the the calorie yeah, and sure. carb load in my house i mean you, you know you could just walk in the house and inhale and and watch your cholesterol go up so you, you come into the front, the front door and you, you hand everybody everybody is handed an insulin injector. Pretty much, yeah. And when you walk out, you get a box of cookies, a cake, and a pie because it's like I, you can't leave this stuff here. I'm going to die. You need to take, you know, if you if you if you're, you, I tell my family, you know, if you guys love me at all, take some of this, please. I don't care what you do with it. You know, it, it, there's a dumpster next to the where the cars are parked. If that's where you want to put it, that's your business. Yeah, like but you just got happened. you need to get it out of my house because I'm in trouble. <laughs> Yeah. Good stuff though. Good stuff. They love me. They they make me good stuff. Oh, that is love right there. That is love mm. right there. So <laughs> <laughs> This has been the food episode. It really has. And I and it's like I I, I really wasn't that hungry when we started the conversation, but now now I kinda am. You know, it's like, oh man, the day, the day. So, yeah, I'm just checking the map. Still, still no change. Elections oh, yeah. haven't changed at all. They're still counting. So, uh, on to scary things in Hong Kong. You know, this is the reason <laughs> it's, why... As opposed to scary things here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the, the, the reason why there were so many protests in Hong Kong for, uh, are, are for reasons like this. So, apparently, the Chinese government has... Um, has created a snitching hotline for um, for in Hong Kong that and they're they want they want people to snitch on their neighbors and they've made yeah. it very easy for all all the all the Hong Kong Karens to um, snitch on their neighbors. Yeah, and that really makes me it makes me angry. It makes I know you know and I got into a conversation 
again on social media where you know people people are saying well if you don't do anything wrong yeah. nobody'll switch snitch on you like are you con- con- conversate conversation or 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 insane discussion with argumentative people <laughs> well the latter but yeah but, but there are You're being people nice. out there who really believe well if you do nothing wrong then um uh then you won't be snitched on neighbors uh-huh. make stuff up about each other people you don't like the yeah. dog barking so you call and you say that they're running a brothel out of their house i mean yeah you know that happens all the time yeah yeah, and and you know what they've had a, they've had a hotline all the time. You can call the police. You can call nine one one or their version of nine one one. That exists for a long time. This is this is for political things. This is like I think that yes. they're you know that they were um, you know having a meeting with people to plot against the government. I saw people going into their yes. house, that kind of thing. And then you know yes. you come home the next day and your neighbor's house is boarded up, and you're like, what happened? They've been sent for reeducation. You know, that's the kind of stuff yes. that happens when you start letting that yes. happen. And they're sent to mainland China and and some of them will not ever be seen again. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're they're miles from their home they're And they're, you know, hauled out in, in the dark of night with with bags on their heads. Um, this is this is a an ugly, ugly road to go down. And if people don't recognize that as such and push back, um, then then they're lost. This is, and and the fact that anybody would not see that immediately is is scary. Yep, it is. So Human Rights Watch and other groups are obviously not happy about this, and you know, but what are they going to do? China's going to do what China's going to do. It's it is. They're saying that it's it's the implementation of a national security law. It's a load of crap. This is cutting. Yeah. Da- this is, um, you know, cr- tra- uh, cracking down on political dissidents. Yeah. You know. Ooh, here's breaking news. Yeah. One of one of our candidates has has conceded. Kanye West has admitted his defeat, garnering <laughs> roughly sixty thousand votes nationwide. The rapper and designer conceded with a simple tweet. Welp. Jeffrey uh, Epstein's um, Palm Beach residence. The waterfront Just... mansion is going to be, it's, it's uh, formerly owned by Jeffrey Epstein, is currently under contract, um, but they are, the, a developer has bought the land and they're going to raise the 14,000 square foot home. <laughs> they said the property's no, worth so- more than trying to sell something with that much baggage. It's like, who wants to yep. live in that place? You know, essentially a rape hotel. Um, it's like, yeah, we're just gonna not do that. We're just gonna just yeah. push to the ground, put something new there, and forget it ever existed. Uh, yeah, that's I, that doesn't surprise me. You know, now, I mean, just, still up for grabs is is Epstein's townhouse on the Upper East Side, which uh-huh. is currently listed for eighty-eight million bucks. Yeah, well, he also has an island, doesn't he? This isn't the island, is it? This is just that house that he had. In no, the, this uh, is Upper East Side of Manhattan. Yeah. No, but I'm talking about the, the other house. He had the, no, that was Palm. This Palm Beach is the one that they're going to raise. That's in right. Florida. Okay. And then, um, and then Manhattan. And I don't know what's happening with the island. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's part of the Bahamas, right? So, is it? I mean, it's he owned it, but it's but it was part of the Bahamas. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what what country it actually fell under. I mean, he owned the island, but it was who whose sovereignty is that? I mean. 
I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I imagine something similar like that will probably happen to the island, that whoever buys it is going to take most of the facilities there and just say, yeah, let's start over. So I'm Googling who owns Epstein's island, and um, it's part of the U.S. Virgin Islands. Ah, so it is American territory. Yes. Medicon. um, Yes. Uh, Interesting. So let's, yeah. I don't people there's there's a caretaker's cottage people I guess there's a people who live there still maybe the caretaker still lives there um, yeah I don't know who owns it yeah it's yeah oh like in April 1998 a company called LSJ purchased the island for 7.95 million and oh that Bargain. was Ep- Epstein was a sole member of that of that company so okay so so maybe it's it, maybe it's held by a court trustee or something right now while they try to figure out what to do with it yeah, you I know. don't know. His yeah, unless, island. yeah, unless he had it, you know. It, I mean, if it wasn't claimed by a court or something, and so maybe it then goes to, you know, somebody who uh, is named in a trust or a will or something. Who knows? I, it's who knows. I'm sure it'll all get worked out. That's maybe what courts that's, do. They just take a long, 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 that's long, what long time. I imagine that they'll try to sell it, and then the proceeds will go to some of his victims. Yeah, that's 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 what should happen. Not uh, not unexpected, but yeah. That said, you know he was in jail, but he hadn't been convicted. So how do you deal with that? You know, I, I yeah I I if there's lawyers out know. there, we'll have to you know <laughs> reach out to those that we know that are in the legal profession and say how does that kind of thing handled. That's a specific area of law too, so it's maybe not something everybody would know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You There's know, lots might, of stuff there. Somebody might want to might want to uh, make it a tourist attraction, right? Oh, make, yeah. That make his, yeah, would you go there? I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you tore it down and then you could build a hotel out there and go visit a private island and pay a premium to go. I mean, I could see it being a very nice place. Um, but, yeah, you'd want to do your best to try to, um, to erase any history that happened there or, or you know. Once, once the the people who are doing investigations have gone through it with a fine tooth comb to make sure that there's nothing, you know, no bodies buried, and and I mean that figuratively and literally, I guess. Um, yeah. God, does that creep you out? Yeah, yeah, the whole thing creeps me out. But I'm with you. I think you know, best case when it's all said and done, uh, sell it for every dime you can get for it, and uh, let somebody develop it and take that money and give it to victims. So I wonder, you know, when as more comes out at, at Delane Maxwell's trial, um, you know, then they'll. I, I wonder how much that will inform what happens with the Epstein victims. You know what I mean? Because um, right. he's dead, but she's not, and she was there through all of it. So yeah, you know, well, well, yeah, it'll be interesting when that trial gets started if somebody doesn't suicide her before then. Yeah. <laughs> So with Excuse that, me. It's, Had a little we're sneeze. the end of our show for today. Yeah, on that happy thought, okay. we'll move on. So, I'm Real quickly, Richard. apparently Lori Lachlan is having a rough time in prison, too. She's having a difficulty adjusting to her two-month stay, I've been reading. Poor and, Aunt Becky. Yeah, and to that I say, <laughs> oh, well. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, no. The right answer is, <laughs> the right answer is, of course, Kanye's words. Well. <laughs> Okay, now we'll wrap it up. 
I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Erin Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs>